What's going on, y'all? This is me breaking early in the morning. Yeah. Feeling over radio. I've been kind of hot, scorching, and scorching hot at the same time. Today is the Villanova versus Lehigh game. Big time things. Yes, Dante Perry versus Connor Watkins. It's going to be big, baby. Connor Watkins, Walter Payton Award nominee. You got Jalen Jackson. And, you know, I also think Rajon Pringle. And uh, we're going to talk about these rosters. Rajon Pringle and Jaron Hyatt. It's just so hard to decide. Pringle has breakaway speed. His breakaway speed just makes him so much more of a threat also to be a Walter Payton Award. But Hayek is such an elite receiver, great hands, tough. I mean, man. Now, let's talk about um, my subject at hand, Angelo Brizzy and Mark Armstrong. Let's go. Brizzy, the guy that has limitless, he's a guy who range can get even crazier with his length and size. He's really showing that range. His range is longer than Armstrong's. It is. With his range being longer than Armstrong's, that's one. But then, then there's a ball handler. I, like, he's a better ball handler. Better ball handler. No question. Looking at this kid... He can lead the team. He can be a dynamic point guard. There's no question. Great hands. Better hands. Now, you look at what makes Armstrong. But he's a better playmaker. Tougher player. Better moves to the basket. Such a better IQ. Brizzy's ball handling is unbelievable. But Armstrong's IQ is just crazy. And him as an explosive athlete, he's a more explosive athlete now. You know, maybe you had a question about it in the future. Like, okay, maybe Brizzy, because he's explosive. Yes, this, it, that was no, that was when he came in drafted. Yes, Armstrong could, he, he could definitely, he definitely was a type of guy with a nice first step when he crossed you over. Um, but now it's different since t- he's just got so much better, more explosive. Now, we're talking about as a scorer. Armstrong's just a better all-around scorer. That's just it. He's just, like I say, moves to the basket. Being able to play off the ball and on the ball better than anyone. Being able to find and be a playmaker. Be an absolute playmaker. Absolute playmaker. And, yes, I'm here on Broad Street. We are live, breaking. Villanova, how Philly is this? How much more Philly can you get? We're talking about Armstrong. He's he's a better leader. Not saying Brizzy isn't a good leader, but Armstrong is a better leader. He can make a team better, not even having the ball in his hands, being able to get open in the right places better than Brizzy. He just knows how to win a game better than Brizzy. But Brizzy can still win games at an elite level. Championship point guard. This is just how good Villanova really is. This is just really how good they are at point guard. It's going to be a problem, major problem for Big East teams.
major problem. You put him in the game, you got a guy that's going to have the length, the ability to blow by you, the ability to, to, to go to the line, the ability to shoot it from the outside on you. Great hands dribbling the ball. I mean, he can get by you with great dribbles and that can get people open. He's a great passer. Great passer. But what makes Armstrong so different is that you look at Brizzy, he's more of a pass first point guard than Armstrong is. That's just what it is. Like, you, I compare Brizzy to Steve Nash. I compare Armstrong to Damian Lillard. That should give you the great comparison. I mean, you say, I say that who's the better passer? Brizzy's the more willing passer. Brizzy's the more guy that's willing to pass the most and still get 17 and 6 assists. But see, Armstrong could mess around and get 24 and 5. I'm just saying. It's, it's just one of those type of guys. That's, what, that's why I say that Brizzy can actually start. And it wouldn't be bad because Armstrong would be in the three-guard rotation as a shooting guard and point guard alongside Caleb Daniels. You know, Chris Archidiagno definitely is going to get time, but, you know, Housing might. I don't see him getting much time this year. But we'll see. Um, another thing I want to talk about, what Kyle Neptune is good at. See, what's going to be different about this team is what everybody didn't like about Well, what everybody didn't like or some people didn't understand about Jay Wright. Jay Wright did play freshman, which was a big no-no. I forgot the guy's name. He's an analyst. He always was like, he was like, well, Hopefully, we'll get to see the freshman play because Jay didn't play freshman. I'm, he always played freshman. He was like, four is not enough. What do you mean four is not enough? Oh, he didn't start these couple of games. You said he didn't start freshman. You're trying to say start him the first time? He's not. He didn't. Oh, are you trying to say that Jay Wright didn't start freshman their first game? Because he only has Cam Whitmore guaranteed to start. So you would also not see Neptune doing it. And if Armstrong started, you only have two freshmen. That's it. That would start. There's a lot of young players on that team. Looking and judging at all the, um, the players. I mean, you got two freshmen playing, right? So I guess that would be pleasable enough for people to say, well... At least he's playing two freshmen. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy. But what I'm just trying to tell you is that this is the type of guy that could grant everyone's wishes. Because Neptune, look at what he did with Fordham. He had to give transfers. You know, he was giving freshmen some time. But he had a lot of transfers. He did. But he's the type of guy that plays players like sophomores and young players, younger players. Because it's not always about freshmen. You got sophomores who didn't play, might not play the year before. But Neptune's the kind of guy that flexes all of his talent. And that's what he has on his team. He will have no choice but to play a Trey Patterson. If Wright was here, we're talking about a guy. Let's just talk about this. We're talking about a guy 
and Wright, who who could Brizzy would be the starter to me. I wouldn't even question it. It'd be Angelo Brizzy. Antoine would still been here. If we got right, we're talking about Ken Whitmore isn't solidified to start. He's not solidified. But judging on how Jeremiah Robinson Earl did, that could happen. That that would have happened. I think Ken Whitmore too good not to start. I think that would have happened. He's just too good not to start. So it's been Brizzy, been Caleb Daniels. I think it'll still be the same thing, but. Also, there's a big if. Jay Wright, you have to know that he could put Cam Whitmore on the bench and still give him starters minutes and still give him time. If Brian Antoine comes in, he's gonna have he would have had the chance to be a small forward. Antoine would have stayed. Antoine would have stayed. And Antoine would have been starting with Slater, y'all. Y'all can say what y'all want, but Cam Whitmore and Armstrong would have still got minutes off the bench. It would have been Daniels and Brizzy. It would have been Armstrong and Whitmore and Longino as the key guys off the bench. Longino would have been at guard. Archidiakno still would have got time, but Longino would have clearly been that guy. Sorry, I'm listening. I, Brizzy Antoine, Cam Whitmore, no, Cam would have been getting starters minutes. Cam would have the same thing UCLA did to Zach Levine and Kentucky did to Devon Booker. Devin Booker, he did the same thing. Same thing would have happened. Same thing would have happened. Wright would have stuck to his guns. He's not the type of guy that folds on y'all expectations. But it is also a second page because looking at how Mark Armstrong and Whitmore played, they also could have been the guys to get time, like Justin Moore and Jeremiah Robinson Earl did. Two guys that got right in there and played. Just remember how they came. They both played in Team USA. They both ended up starting. So that could also happen. I, I, I ain't, that's why I say I'm not going to say that couldn't have happened. I'm not going to say that couldn't have happened. What I'm going to say is that the biggest chance of someone of them not playing is with Jay Wright, or them not starting is with Jay Wright. Yeah, no, no question, because he sticks to his guns. He knows his players. There could have also been a chance Longino would have been a small forward, and Antoine would have been backing up at guard. There's a, there was a big chance because we all know Slater's leaving, Daniels is leaving. That spot that Daniels left could have been Antoine's. We got to look at the pros and cons of things. We got to look at the realization of who Jay Wright is. But now it's different. Yes, Armstrong, because he looks at who he has, best players on the, on the court, and he also looks at getting everyone involved. Getting young play. None of the Joku is going to get time because he's around Neptune. There was not a, a chance that we could really see Njoku get the time I think he would get with Wright. I just don't think so. I don't think so. I, Wright would have been grooming him, boom. Neptune throws those dogs out there. He, he sees who he has. And with the talent that Neptune has, which we not didn't have it for him, but he was playing guys like T. Simbala, you know, 
Antonio Day Jr. transferred. As soon as you get him in there, they play. T. Symbala, as soon as you get him in there, they play. We're talking about T. Symbala and get the time with Penn State he's supposed to get. Looking at how he played, all the guys he got from transfers, you know, that tune's a little different the way he, I mean, he reaches in there. Patrick Kelly got time. T. Symbala got time. As soon as he brought them in, these guys weren't guys with a lot of experience playing ball. They didn't have a lot, not, not playing college ball. They got in, they didn't get those minutes. So now, and both guys came from Penn State. But now he gets guys highly rated. He, he's been waiting. He said Villanova's been his dream job. So look at Trey Patterson. He has an elite power for everybody talking about what he didn't do. Look at the time he got. Y'all couldn't analyze. See, that's what I say. Leave stuff to the professionals. Because y'all couldn't analyze. couldn't analyze this man's time from what he did with Villanova. Every time he got in, he was active. Good rebounder. He had games where he had good rebounds. He had games where he hit a three-point shot, was able to hit one. You have to analyze that as positive when a man makes an impact for himself in his little time. It's crazy. I, I, like, I don't even get y'all. Like, I don't even get some people. Longino got more time. He earned more time. He played better with his time. But what, what a player does with Lenovo, it's not that he just plays better with his time. He plays better for the fit that Jay Wright needs. They needed a shooter, a scorer. And Trey Patterson's an all-around player, but Longino's a shooter, scorer. It's a little different. Patterson's more of a guy that makes the right decisions, steady. He's not going to just light it up from outside. Longino can head that range, and he needed it. Jay Wright needed it. Everybody thinking that Trey didn't show enough. Nana Njoku, he showed enough. With his little bit of time, he showed he could rebound. He showed his strength so he could play defense. The little bit of time, you have to analyze what a guy can do and see the positives. And it was good. So now these guys are going to be needed. Like, Neptune's going to need Njoku. He, he needs to, as much foul power as possible. Jay Wright knows his offense, and he knows the players he recruited, and he knows when one is doing enough for them right now for what he is doing. And he knows when one is good and has the potential is not ready to put him in yet. He's not ready to put him in yet. He doesn't need him right now. He knows when he can wait. Okay, I got Longino doing this, so I'm going to play him right now. Sadiq Bay. Guys like that could have possibly not played. Yes, that's true. Because if Wright had the right players, he would have had Sadiq Bay sit back a little, like Cole Swider did, like Slater did. If he had the right players, he wouldn't want to rush Sadiq Bay in. No, so he didn't. Sadiq Bay just turned out to be the guy that was more. Listen, they needed a powerful, they needed a guy at his position. That's why he played. With Neptune being a first player, a uh, first-time coach with these group of guys, he's gonna want to see what everybody has to offer. You know, I talked to you know, Coach Anderson, and I was like, "Do you think Angelo Brizzy and um, Njoku will be key players this year? Get time?" He was like, "That's a good question." He doesn't even know what Neptune officially is gonna bring to the table. Everybody knew Jay Wright's scheme. They knew the type of players he liked. 
you know, that's another thing about um, assistant coaches and recruiting. They know what certain coaches, you know what I mean, require, what they want. They know it. Like, they know this already. So, it's not even like these are all players that Neptune's going to be throwing out there, different schemes. He's going to see them in practice. He's probably going to see a certain way Nana Njoku jumps, uh, how strong he is, how good he is as a rebound. He's going to use that. Eric Dixon is his center. There's no doubt about it. But to bring a guy that can help his center depth and with the talent that Njoku has, something that he did not have at Fordham, he's going to use that if that can help him. Something Jay Wright wouldn't have did. He just would have depended on that one center, depended on him, and then put him in certain times. No question. Jay Wright, he's a patient guy. He sticks to his guns, and he's one with it. Jay Wright was the type of person, he had lost enough with his scheme to know that it was going to work eventually because he kept trying it. He came up short, came up short, and then championship. Then the next year, he didn't get Spellman, which, yes, they would have won a championship, and then championship. 2018. Yeah, Villanova would have won in 2017 with Spellman. And, and DiVincenzo. Yes. And Josh Hart. Yes, Villanova would have won. Yes, yes, yes. There's no question. Jalen Brunson. How come? Michael Bridges. You see who they had? They would have won. They would have won three in a row. Who, who can doubt that? Who can doubt that? Then last year, yes, Justin Moore starts. Nobody's beating Villanova. Clear cut. Clearly. Clearly. Moore makes up for Longino and Antoine together. So now we're talking once again. Yes, Neptune's going to be a little bit different. He's going to use housing sometimes. I think housing is a, is a possibility he can get used because he's a three-point shooter. There could be lineups he can be in. There could be a housing Grizzly lineup and with, with um, Cam Whitmore, Slater, and Eric Dixon. There could be a shooting lineup, a deadly lineup. Then you can fall back and maybe there's a housing Archie Diakono lineup. Maybe there's a housing Archie you could put him in there. I think there's a possibility he can get in there. He can play immediately. But that's the crowded backcourt. I understand. You got Armstrong. You got Brizzy. You got Archie Ekino. You got Housen. But they can all get in there and play. Daniels is going to be the guy to get most of the time. But there could be times that we all know where Archie Yakino doesn't get the ball, doesn't get minutes, and Housen does. Just like with the Longino, Antoine, Archie Diakono situation. Remember that last year. Remember that situation. Can we anybody come to terms and remember the three guys that came off the bench? Can we remember the times that Joker and them got in? We got to okay, there's a blowout going on. They get in. What did they show during their short time? You have to know how to analyze things. This is how it goes, but it's still not Jay Wright. If you saw how Fordham was coached, he's going to throw whatever weapons he has to get the advantage of the other team. And Jay Wright came in; he comes in with an original game plan already. Neptune doesn't have an original game plan, but he's going to go to using whatever he can to create his game plan with Villanova. Of course, he's going to use some of the things that Wright, Jay Wright coached for. If you look at Fordham, they were a good passing team. They play good defense, and they can shoot. And, and he forced them to shoot. 
he forced them to be a shooting team. Same thing as you have with the little South. Look, look at Quinnipiac. Look at Quinnipiac with Becca Dunleavy. You have to look at, but they, but they're different, but the same. They're just, just not. They're just not Jay Wright. They just have a piece of Jay Wright. All of them. Which is to be a efficient shooting team, which is to be a good passing team and great defensive team. That is the key to championships. So now we're looking at. The, I wanted to really answer that for the Villanova fans. You're going to get a chance to see all types of players, but they have to prove it in practice too. Like they just can't be like, okay, they're here. But when, this team is so talented. Now it's different. Jay Wright can see your talent on your team because obviously looking at the Joku and Patterson, they got it. But Jay Wright had other plans. You got Jermaine. he likes to play his vets. He likes to depend on his vets and not depend on his young players. He likes to bring in the young players that are more ready or who is ready. So that's how Jay Wright is. It's so definite. It's so definite. So this is going to be a totally different team. And, and let me pinpoint this for you. Archie's going to get his time. Um, Brizzy's going to get his time. Armstrong's going to get his time. Dane's going to get his time. There's no Slater coming down for guard because you got enough guards. But Housen can really play, so he's going to get a chance to come in there and shoot because he sees a talent like that. I believe Housen has the talent to show and practice his shot, just his shot, his shot alone. He's a guy that can also, a good driver, underrated guy that can penetrate, can pass another underrated passer. So if you're looking at housing, you know who I compare housing to? Just a little similar to, to Longino. Longino is longer, a better score, more complete score, but they both can pass the ball and they both can shoot the lights out. So those two guys could be on the floor sometimes. I could I could see that happening, Brandon House. But one guy we are not looking at, who I'm looking at to become more of a player, is Archie Diakono. Every year he gets better and better. Nobody's looking at that. But he's a shooter. He's a scorer. So this is a very underrated guard. Like, if you're looking at the Big East, one thing, guard you was in full effect. And I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to say it like this. Guard you, guard you is in total, total full effect. Total full effect. Looking at this team, he could really use these guys a lot. To the point where Housen wouldn't have been used with Jay Wright. I'm sorry, but they're too deep. Um, Brizzy would have been definitely penciled in as the point. I just don't think... Armstrong would have got in there even though it was Team USA because of the knowledge and because of what Brizzy has accomplished through the knowledge of the game, no matter what Armstrong did. But that that small four position, it's just up for grabs. Do I think Whitmore would have beat out Antoine? That's hard to be seen when Wright sees a guy, he sees his potential, and he already has confidence in him. No matter how good I am strong, Whitmore would have played, he could have been on the bench getting starter minutes, but Antoine would have started. I'm telling y'all. Whitmore and Armstrong can get starter minutes 
just looking at the gap that's that's open, that's uh, really open for a guy to come out and that guard rotation with more out. Armstrong would have definitely got all the run, no question. Thinking of Jay Wright, Armstrong would have got the run after doing so good at Team USA. Knowing that Samuels is gone. You got Antoine and no one need that other guy. What more would have got that? Knowing how much he likes Longino, Longino would have been backing up shooting guard. And, you know, Archie Giacono would have also got time like he did before. So I'm just going on to say that Neptune is going to try all his guns. And the crazy part about this, he has experienced guns. Longino. Everybody talking about, well, where is the experience that they have in the tournament. If they got in during the tournament, for one to sit down and get the experience is always good. You've been on a tournament team. Uh, you practice with tournament players. You've seen the tournament experience. But to get on the floor and actually play minutes in the tournament or the conference tournament is big. Postseason. Postseason experience is huge. A great, great, like, opportunity for Neptune. There's so much. Ta- he really can coach talent. 16 and 16 team, team that they had, he can coach talent. Put him in the Big East with elite talent. Look what he's going to do. These guys are all going to play. Longino, like I said, backing up Cam Whitmore, I see that because they get some more minutes. Cam Whitmore will get minutes, but Longino also gets minutes behind Whitmore. He'll get significant minutes. He will get, like, around 15 minutes a game, I see. Longino getting. Trey Patterson, I see this 13 to 15. I see the same thing. Rolling with Trey Patterson. Then the next guy, Armstrong, I see the same thing. Or Brizzy, I see the same thing. R.C. Akino, I see by 10 minutes. These guys are going to get minutes. It's 40 minutes in the college basketball game. 40. Fourteen minutes in the college basketball game. So, just by how good now Nanjuku, I say I see about eight, seven, eight minutes, and I'm realistic with this, y'all. I'm realistic. Dixon is not going to get forty minutes. We're talking about at the center position. Yeah. Last year Nanjuku, it was a little different because Samuels got some five. He played at the five sometime. And, and, you know, Slater defended some five times. And then you got Dixon. That's how that went. But now Njoku, totally they're going to have to get Njoku. They're going to have to give him that run. They're going to have to give Njoku that run. They're going to have to give him that run. It's like no question they're going to have to give Njoku that run. Because now you have other guys, it's time to put them to, to work. And you know why I say that? Because it's Neptune. Neptune's not going to play it like Wright. He's going to play it. Even, even this year, if Wright had it, I see Njoku getting time, but not time like that. I mean, right now, Dixon's a junior. Next year, he'll be a senior. Okay? I think Njoku would have got... Realistically, I think this year, Njoku gets to, uh, uh, 
the same amount of time. I think eight minutes. Maybe even ten minutes. But I think eight minutes, seven, eight minutes. That's the Joker's time. And Joker's going to sit back there, develop, and become a player and end up eventually being the starter for Villanova. And he's eventually going to be the starter for Villanova after Dixon. Then if you look at Trey Patterson and what he's going to bring, he, he, he can play. He's going to get on the field. Listen, think about this. Remember, Samuel's playing some five ball. Slater defending some five. Patterson's going to play some five ball. Patterson is going to play some five ball. He's going to play that. Look for that. Then you're looking at Slater. When Slater goes out, which he will, Patterson gets that time. He's going to get his time. This is the time now. Before, they were letting Samuels milk that out, letting Slater go over there and, and, you know, defend some four, play some four. They, They were back and forth. Slater and Samuels playing the four back and forth. Because you can always put Daniels at three. Let's get to the understanding of... I mean, this team is so talented, and nobody, it's crazy. I really don't get it. How do y'all not think this team, they were built for war already? Like, Neptune basically got handed great a great team, and everybody's forgetting that Creighton. And Creighton is not more talented than Villanova. They don't have two centers like Villanova has with Dixon and Njoku. These are two elite, talented centers. Njoku is definitely a double-double guy. He can, he can average 15-10 just like Eric Dixon. So to answer the question, this is going to be what everybody's been wanting. Get the young players in there. Something that a couple of players that Wright would be hesitant about. I think only the guys that would have been playing this year off the bench. Antoine would have stayed. Okay. Playing off the bench. You, you would have had Cam Whitmore, Trey Patterson, and Lon Gino. Those are your young guys playing. Housing's not playing. And then Mark Armstrong would have definitely got in there if more with more being hurt. He would have been forced to play them type of people because with Brizzy, you need a backup. A backup point guard is needed. And the way that Armstrong played Team USA would have certified that. But Patterson would have been there. Um, I don't see housing getting no time. Archie Ekin would have got the same time. The reason why it's so easy to see that Armstrong would get time because there's no veteran point guard. So now you got two young point guards. So them guys sharing the position at point guard is definitely a position that will happen. Just think about their recruit class that had Quinterly, that had um, Sadiq Bay, guys that had to come in and contribute. Cole Swatter, Slater, they all had to come in and play significant roles real quick. That's just how the position would be. Your two seniors are gone, and you more is hurt. This is a big blow. So back to Armstrong and Brizzy. These two guys are different. You're not going to get guys that can both penetrate, both can blow by you. You got one you got to deal with that can dribble around you in circles. Brizzy can dribble around you in circles, shoot from long range, explosive, dunk on you, lay up. Then Armstrong, more explosive. 
can light it up, give you headaches all game. He can score from anywhere on the court in so many different fashions. He's a headache as a score. A headache as a score. He's a super headache as a score. And then being able to pass and get everybody together, be exciting with it. Both exciting passes. Exciting passes. You got two exciting passes. Guys, that both explosive. So this is going to be the headache. This is the main headache to me because looking at what Armstrong can do at Team USA, like he's such a quickly, he's, he's getting better and better, which is scary. I mean, he's really such a good scorer and a guy that could really get people involved. And Brizzy just such a great ball handler. But as far as passes, man, I mean, Armstrong has gotten just as good as Brizzy. Like, at one time, Brizzy was a better passer. And Armstrong was just a better scorer, a better playmaker, which means you're going to make people, his scoring ability puts him ahead of Brizzy because he can just get people involved. And it wasn't like Armstrong wasn't a good passer. He's a great passer. This is how good Brizzy was. Armstrong's better now. He's better than Brizzy now. So looking at the advantage of two point guards, point guard needs to win the championship, two high-level point guards. I mean, it's super nasty to have two guys that can just use you on the court and lead a team as a point guard. Then on top of that, you got two high-level big men. Big-time talent, Eric Dixon and Nana Njoku. I mean, they just have an advantage. They have an advantage with the talent that they have. They really have an advantage. And them coming from the Final Four as a unit and then bringing in Armstrong, a guy just came from Team USA, it's really an advantage in Big East. I, Villanova could go on a big-time winning streak coming in because people don't even know how to play Neptune style. This is going to be – they could be 17-0. and 0. I'm throwing it out there, 17-0. Let's see where they at the first 17 games. I'm just saying. People need to stop looking at the, the, the position of when you say Armstrong's better than Brizzy or he'll start over Brizzy. Like when they say Armstrong will start over Brizzy or I say he's better than Brizzy, it's like they're discounting that he's going to be a problem coming off the bench. Uh, he's a starting point guard coming off the bench. He's still a starting point guard. Whether a point guard is better than him or not, it's going to be a problem because they're going to have to deal with him. Not too many people, it's going to be real hard to stay in front of him, knowing his IQ has been able to find people that are open, knowing he can hit that jumper, knowing he can hit, got a quick first step and he can dunk over you. 
like Brizzy's a different monster this than than you look at Armstrong. He's a more different monster. This is going to be very hard to deal with in the Big East. Very hard to deal with. This is the main point to me that you got two point guards that can give it to you anytime. So I just wanted to give y'all a little bit, man. Um, I'm out. Just a little breaking. I really want y'all to know a little bit about Armstrong and Brizzy. And, and, and to continue on it before I really rock out. Um, the two leaders. You don't get guys like that. You don't get guys like you don't get guys like that on the basketball court. You don't get guys like that. Just to know they both can hit from outside. They both can. This is so like, and then Brizzy's been learning from Jay Wright in this system for a minute. That's an advantage. But Armstrong is that big and IQ to be ready to step in right now. No, Brizzy wasn't ready to step in right away. Armstrong is. So I'm out, y'all. This is a foul leader. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook. I'm out. Foul leader.